What's up, podcast world? Probably wondering what the heck this is right now. You and me both. This is the trailer episode, so it's like the intro to a to a podcast. It's a podcast before the podcast. And the podcast is First Person Xbox. The show with me and myself, my name is Austin. Big Xbox fan, always have been since the original Xbox. I, I go back to having the original Halo at launch with the Xbox. I've been a fan through all the 360, through the Xbox One era, and uh, recording this the night before the July 23rd, 2020 Xbox Game Showcase. So it's like Christmas Eve before the showcase. Wanted to give a quick intro. I'm going to be doing a podcast, just recording Xbox-related thoughts, views, reviews, insights from my first person, just what I, what I, what I think, and... You know, I think the name is is uh, appropriate due to Xbox's history with the first-person shooters, shooters in general, and me being in the first-person perspective here. So I don't know. That's all. That's all I got to say so far. Um, looking forward to tomorrow. We should get some sweet Halo Infinite coverage, some gameplay. That's what I'm really looking forward to. That's like my my favorite franchise of all time. But whatever else we get tomorrow. There's any leaks of new games coming out? Uh, you know, Fable's always rumored. Are they going to bring back different IPs like Banjo Kazooie or uh, I don't know, just some Perfect Dark or something crazy like that? That'd be sweet, man. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Time will tell. But hey, thanks. This is, I want to make this quick, just a couple minute intro. We'll do a deeper dive. Me and you. I don't know why I said we. It's just me talking. I guess me and you is the we. We'll do a deeper dive tomorrow after the briefing, get some thoughts, eager to grow this podcast, give you a real view of what I think about Xbox. You know, I always like listening to podcasts of guys on, you know, IGN, Gamertag Radio, things like that. I love those guys, but I thought I could do my own spin on it, kind of my own flavor, my own niche. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it up. And uh, hey, if, you, if you're listening to this, please subscribe, please follow in. Spotify. But uh, yeah, I appreciate the time listening. Look forward to talking tomorrow. Let's go Xbox, baby. Man, it's a weird day. It is a weird day. Thank you for listening to the First Person Xbox podcast. FPX, as I've been abbreviating it, on the, uh, on the anchor.fm slash FPX link. It's kind of the homepage, I guess, for the podcast if you ever want to go there you can see all the platforms that we're able to be listened to on and uh yeah it was kind of the uh the main hub i guess for the podcast but it's a weird day man um xbox fans you're obviously aware at this point of the halo news but if you're a sports fan like me college football for the most part is delayed until 2021 now i'm a big 10 guy i'm a high state fan so the big 10 you know first announced their delaying on the pac 12 as well and I can only assume that the other conferences will do the same shortly. It sucks, man. This COVID pandemic is, it's, uh, I mean, just from like a purely selfish perspective of sports and video games, it's, it's, it took away March Madness, baseball season short, Halo is now delayed, so you basically have Everything that I like to watch on TV, for the most part, and video game-wise, Halo and, and sports, it's 
it's kind of pushed out. So it's uh, <laughs> it's a weird time, that's for sure. And uh, from the Xbox point of view, it's it's weird because Microsoft also announced that you know they're still planning on the Series X launching this November. Um, obviously, the the talk online is you know well, what the heck. <laughs> why why are you launching this console? Or I guess I understand why they're launching the console, but if you're a consumer, why would you get this console with really no big first-party games coming out that, you know, you have to have? I mean, already Halo Infinite was kind of a weird thing to me too, right? Because it's like, yes, it launches with the new console, but you don't even have to have the new console to have it. So me personally, probably wasn't even going to get the Series X day one anyway. But now, like, I'm definitely not. And I'm, I'm not trying to, like, shit on Xbox. Like, I still love Xbox. I'm going to keep playing my One X, you know, as my console. And I don't see that really ever changing, you know, me switching to PlayStation or anything like that. But, like, just as, like, a fan of of Microsoft and Xbox, it's it sucks, man. Because, you know, I want people to be excited for the launch. I want people to, you know, want the Series X. I want, you know, Halo to be kind of that big hype game of the fall. Like, I was looking forward to that, playing with my friends. I got friends that, you know, aren't even huge Halo fans that were just pumped for that game to come out. And, yeah, it's disappointing. And it sucks because, I don't know, I, unless, you know, there's also some PlayStation delays that still haven't come out yet. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's hard for me to get too excited about the Series X launch now. So, I don't I I don't want to chalk that up as like a win for PlayStation yet because, you know, one, we don't really know how that's going to go for them, you know, just with their launch in general. I'm sure it's going to go well because they have a pretty big, you know, embedded base. But just looking at it, like, if you're a Microsoft fan, you're an Xbox fan, you can't really expect to, like, win out of the launch, like, out of, like, you know, into the basically November, December months of this year. Like, there's going to be some diehards that get the Series X, you know, huge Microsoft fanboys. But, I, like, I can't see it selling super well. And, you know, maybe PlayStation kind of keeps their edge that they've had in the console generations. Just, uh, just they keep that going because, you know, it's going to be the more exciting item to get and, you know, more reason to get it. So it's... It's weird because, you know, like, Microsoft kind of put all of their eggs in one basket with Halo Infinite coming out. And now that they really don't have too much else, I mean, they're, they're, don't get me wrong. Like, if you get the Series X, you, like, you have a crap load of games to play with Game Pass, with, you know, all the third-party stuff, with all the backwards compatibility stuff. But it's just not, like, it's not a must-have by any means. And that, I think, is kind of the big deal for me. It's just there's no reason that you have to get it now. Um, or, you know, when it launches in November or whatever. Like, there's there's no reason to really get that now unless, you know, you have a nice 4K TV and you're pretty worried about, you know, upscaling all your old games and, you know, playing the new third-party stuff in the best available place. Um, and maybe that's the selling point. I don't know. Maybe that's, you know, people are looking at games like you know, Assassin's Creed and stuff like that, and it's like, okay, I want to have the best place to play that. I'll still get the Series X. I know that Halo's coming next year. I know that... You know, as we get into next year, I'm sure we'll have more announcements and release dates for kind of first-party stuff. And maybe, you know, maybe that's enough, but I, I don't know. I just think it's, uh, 
It just sucks as like a narrative. And usually I'm trying, like you've heard the last podcast, I- I'm usually pretty optimistic on Halo. You know, it wasn't looking great for a while just with the graphics and whatnot. But I'm usually pretty optimistic, and this one's hard for me to be too optimistic about and kind of see the the plan other than just, you know, if it is the most powerful console regardless, then, you know, that's that's still the best place to play. Um, so... I don't know, man. It's just a weird. It's a weird thing. So I, 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 and I guess like the other way to look at it is like, are you disappointed that you know Halo is delayed? And obviously, I'm disappointed it's delayed. But at the same time, like, give me a good Halo game, you know, next February or something. Like, and maybe even in like the spring or something, like March or April, May. I don't know. Like, give me a sweet Halo game then, and I'm cool. <laughs> like. Like, I, I mean, obviously I'd rather play it, you know, today if possible, but, like, I'm cool with playing Master Chief Collection and Halo 5 for, you know, another six months or so. Like, I, I could do it. I'd rather not. I'd rather have, rather have a new Halo campaign to play through, but, you know, as, like, a Halo fan, it's, like, it's already been, what, like, five years or something since the last Halo came out? Like, I would have already been bored of that if I was going to get bored of it, and I haven't. So, like, I, I don't know. Um... I think if you're a Halo fan, you still have a lot to play. Especially, they're still adding stuff to the PC version of uh, Master Chief Collection, the crossplay and whatnot, um, file browsers, things like that. So I, I don't know, man. I mean, I think as a Halo-specific fan, like obviously you would rather have it as soon as possible. But there's enough to tide you over. You can chase that 152 Spartan rank, but <laughs> I think that's a. I, I'm not even close. I'm, I'm in the hundreds, but like I, there's. With how the XP, like, stretches out, you know, as you get further and further into the levels, like, it's going to be super hard to get to 152, but, um, you know, I guess that's a goal that you can keep for now. I was going to play through the Halo 5 campaign again anyway, and I guess it just buys me one more time to do that. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 uh, I don't know, it's just a weird, it's a weird, weird time. That's all I can say about pandemic 2020 in general. It's, uh, it's like, okay, it's like, can you just give me, like, something to look forward to, <laughs> right? I mean, it's like, we don't have, like, movies coming out, uh, games are getting delayed, sports are gone, like I said, so I, I don't know, it's just, uh, it's a weird time, you're gonna have to go through the backlog a little bit. The cool thing is, you know, they're still updating Call of Duty, Warzone, they're still getting the season updates, uh, Gears is still fun to play, regardless, I can still play Gears 5 every day if I wanted to. And enjoy it. Same thing with you know Master Chief Collection, Halo Five. So I mean, the good news is you know these these things do get updates still. You know the current shooting games that I usually in the rotation there. Um, even if it is like a double XP weekend or something like that, it's still like something that can hold my excitement. Because I'll be honest, I don't have a lot of time to play games except for you know once I'm off work or on the weekends. So it's usually only like a few hours a day, um, and that stuff can tide me over. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just a weird, it's a weird, weird time. I don't know if other listeners of the podcast are super into this type of stuff, but I was kind of curious to see how the whole dynamic of uh, the free-to-play multiplayer would have rolled out for Halo Infinite. And I guess now I'm curious to see if this whole situation really, like, I want, like, I wonder if there's like a world where we can get the multiplayer early and the campaign not until, you know, early 2021. So, like, 
could you see a scenario where you get Halo 5 multiplayer, or not, not Halo 5, Halo Infinite multiplayer in, like, December, even in, like, a beta, just because, I don't know, I mean, obviously I'm not a video game developer, but I feel like that part of it would be easier to finish than what I would assume they're retooling in the campaign, um, as far as graphics and things like that, and maybe even storyline and what the world looks like, I don't know. I, I just assume that there would be more work in the campaign than kind of the preset boxes that you know each multiplayer level is and things like that. So I don't know, I think it would be cool if we could still get some new Halo, you know, before the actual Infinite campaign launch. And I, with it being free to play, like, it's already going to have to be, I feel like, I don't know if it'll be two downloads or it'll be kind of like, um, you know, Fortnite where it's it's all the same download, but you have to, it's like a paywall to get into the campaign maybe. So I, I guess that that route would probably make more sense if they went the Fortnite kind of way, which is, you know, one game, but you you get access to the free part, obviously, for free. Um, but I don't know. I think it would be I think it'd be interesting to see how this develops because, I mean, they had to have already been pretty close, right? Like, like if they were if they were planning on the game coming out, you know, up until, I would assume, you know, this, this past month, um, you know, they were operating under the assumption that the, the game was launching this fall. Like, they had to be decently close. And... Well, I think, I, I don't know, and I could be totally wrong, but I think the main reason that they're doing this is because of the backlash they got from the graphics and the shading and whatnot of the um, Xbox event last month. So, I mean, and the stuff they need to fix for that, I would think, would be more campaign-related. So, I, I don't know, I just think, like, they've got to have at least a decent amount now, unless they're just totally, like... You know, scrapping a lot of it, but I mean, if they were totally scrapping, you know, everything, there's no way that they could really, you know, swing it like, hey, yeah, six months it'll be ready. It's like, they're obviously just kind of tinkering with some things, I would think. Uh, but that's my unprofessional develop, developer opinion. So I don't know, it'd be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. I think it sucks, man. It's just because as a Microsoft fan, you you just want, especially after the way the Xbox One launched, like, you want there to be, like, a strong launch. Like, we needed this launch to go well, to get the ball back in, you know, Microsoft Xbox's court in the console war. And I know that's such a played-out thing of the console war anymore. It's kind of like stupid fanboy stuff. But, you know, if you're a fan of Xbox, you wanted them to come out strong. You wanted Halo to be sweet. You wanted the Series X to sell well. But now it's it's uh, it's moving forward, right? So it's... It's different. Um, and I think now we still... You still have some question marks about the whole launch because uh, before this all happened, and you know they had to at least had a roadmap, just Xbox in general, of what they were going to do with the August showcase. And a lot of speculation was going to be that was going to be when they you know, confirmed the Lockhart, you know, cheaper version of the Series X that's coming out. Um, potentially price points, just because we're getting so close to the launch. Um, I think Sony and Microsoft are kind of playing this chicken game of announcing price, and I could see a world where, you know, whoever acts first, the other one just makes theirs 50 bucks cheaper or something like that, or, or maybe they match it. I don't know. And I think, I don't know, I think maybe they could have, from Microsoft's perspective, done like an even price point with Sony, 
but now that you don't really have like a flagship launch game, like I feel like you almost have to be cheaper than the PlayStation, or or it's I mean it's a no question on like if you're like a middle of the road gamer, you don't really care about platforms now, like you're gonna pick one for Black Friday or whatever this year. If if the prices are the same, like I don't see like. I don't know. I could see a lot of people just going to PlayStation where we'd be like, well, I could get an Xbox, but it's like, well, what do I play on it? And and don't get me wrong. Like I, I think, you know, like like I was saying, it, you could buy the Series X at launch, get Game Pass, and have more games than you would ever need to play. <laughs> like, and, and, and I don't know, it'd just be such a, a library that you would have access to. So, like, from a from a standpoint of like somebody who really follows the industry and kind of knows you know a lot about different games that are out there like I know that you could have a lot of fun with Game Pass and even just buying the console at launch but I think just the people that you know go off of TV commercials or you know their friends on Twitter and things like that like all the hype's going to be around PlayStation uh, barring at least you know I was talking on the last podcast I believe if if Microsoft potentially still has some some games that they are hiding, like is there a Perfect Dark game that's coming out uh, with a launch that they're going to announce in August anyway, and maybe that gets a lot of the the hype. So I mean, it's weird that you just don't want to be in that position of kind of hoping on, <laughs> like hoping on kind of the shooting star to come out and save the day uh, randomly. That you know, be caught by surprise. I guess would be the term. But yeah, I I don't know. It's uh. It's a hard time to be a Microsoft fan, I guess, just because you just almost feel like they're falling into that trap of just letting people down, and that's going to be the narrative. And like I said, I'm not even necessarily saying that's how I feel, because I'm I'm still invested in the Xbox ecosystem. I like the company. I like the services. My friends are on Xbox Live. So, I mean, I'm not going anywhere, but I just worry about it from the public perspective of you know, being, you know, being the cool console to get, and, like, I, I, I say that, and I, ultimately, I don't really care what the heck other people do, you know, like, if that was the case, you know, I, I wouldn't have gotten an Xbox One, right, <laughs> I mean, there was, there was very, very few reasons to get an Xbox One, you know, when that whole launch happened, um, and, you know, I've mentioned before that, look, I think the issues with the Xbox One launch really weren't that big of issues to begin with, um, they didn't really, piss me off as much as they seem to piss off other people and then they kind of you know backtrack on a lot of it and the console is what it is now but I probably would have been happy either way um so I don't know man it's just uh it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward especially now in the August event just because Microsoft kind of needs to needs to boost that narrative and give some reasons why you need to buy this console because now it's you don't have Halo what do you have and you know, as much as they can kind of push these indie games, I don't know if that'll be enough. Um, you know, and not necessarily the AAA games. You know, how much can they push those to be kind of the console sellers, or do they just focus on XCloud uh, and and you know Game Pass Ultimate subscriptions and things like that? And maybe they don't care as much about a console. And I guess they don't. They've already kind of proven they don't really care as much about where you play it. You know, PC, Xbox One. S, you know, you can play on those just as much for all they care as long as you have a subscription, they're going to make some money. And 
Yeah, so maybe, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of sorting this all out, you know, on the podcast, on the fly here. So I don't know, man. It, I'm conflicted, I guess, on where this could go. But I think, you know, maybe selling the, the Series X wasn't that, I mean, it's obviously a big deal to them, but maybe it's not, you know, a deal breaker for the health of Xbox. And And you hear that all the time. It's like, Yes, you know, Xbox has been behind in the console race so far, but, like, they're still very profitable and, you know, doing better than they were with a 360 comparison. Um, so, I, look, I don't think, that, like, Xbox and Microsoft is going to, like, shut down the games division now or anything like that, obviously, but um, it just would have been cool to be in first. That's that's basically what it comes down to. Um, I guess the only other really news was the whole deal of, xCloud not being allowed to be on the Apple um, the Apple App Store because Apple apparently has rules where you know if they can't they can't review each independent game on like a streaming service then they it doesn't meet their you know content rules or whatever which is silly I've heard people you know obviously make the comparison of well okay you know you have Spotify on the App Store and it's not like you know they can <laughs> review every song that that's on there. So I I, uh, I don't know. Some people view it as Apple kind of trying to block people from competing with their Apple Arcade, um, which I mean, from an Apple perspective, yeah, you would I guess want to do that um, to drive people to use your service. But it just, it just sucks in terms of being consumer friendly. Um, you know, Android more open platform in general. Glad to see they still have the uh, X Cloud app that will be on there. Uh, so I think, I think that's kind of the uh, that that might be the play for Microsoft. You know, it's like we don't really care if you buy a new console as much. If you do, obviously that's great. But if we can get you know a, a bigger percentage of mobile gamers, of people that game on their tablets that don't necessarily you know wouldn't have bought a console anyway, or you know maybe would have gotten the PlayStation, but if they can still get you know somebody that buys a PlayStation to subscribe to Game Pass and xCloud, maybe that's a win for them. And, I mean, over the course of a few months, you know, you 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 honestly make, you know, you make the money more so than you would have a $300, $400 console. You know, after a year, you know, a couple of years of, of a subscription, you know, paying monthly, I, I think, you know, if they can get you hooked on that, then it's probably a better business model for them because they take losses on the consoles. At least they did for, you know, the longest time. I assume that's still the case. So, I guess, I guess to close it out, like, in the minute, in the, <laughs> over the course of like 20 minutes here, I've gone from being not too optimistic to, to still, you know, kind of optimistic. So, like I said, we'll see how it plays out. I think this next showcase is going to be huge for Microsoft. But uh, let me know what you think. Add me on Xbox, O-Doggy Fresh, and we'll catch you on the next one. See you. Also, one more thing before I go. If you guys do get a chance, please share this podcast with your friends. Favorable reviews on the iTunes store and shares are huge for the growth of this podcast. I hope to, uh, I don't know, I hope, I I don't want to be your only Xbox podcast, but I just want to be in the conversation, I guess. I believe that, you know, this format of basically, you know, half hour or less episodes in length and just my perspective are unique and, you know, something that can be, you know, part of the Xbox community. I hope you feel the same. Um, 
if you have friends that would be interested in the show, you know, send them the link. Uh, like I said, we're we're basically on every podcast platform here. Um, Anchor.fm slash FPX. That's kind of the homepage where you can see everywhere to get the podcast and listen. Thanks again.